G'day, welcome to For the Love of Brick. I'm Greg McDonald, and I love Lego. And if you're listening to this, you probably love Lego as well. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing people from all over the world about their love of Lego and the unique ways in which it features in their lives. So sit back and enjoy For the Love of Brick. Today, I'm interviewing Matthew and Paul, the creators of Brick Bro Productions, a Lego stop-motion production company that's widely known for their Lego in real life stop-motion videos. These guys have had more views than I've had hot dinners, and I've had a few. So sit back and enjoy For the Love of Brick. G'day, Matthew and Paul. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, first things first, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourselves? All right. Um, so we're two brothers from Saskatchewan in Canada, and uh, we make stop motion videos uh, for our YouTube channel, Brick Bros Productions. We've been making videos since late 2014. Uh, we've kind of always had a passion for filmmaking, and um, yeah, we kind of just make what we like to make and then just put it on YouTube and <laughs> see what people think about it. And some of them have worked out really well and some of them haven't, but we just kind of love the craft and uh, we love Lego as well, which is kind of makes our um, channel interesting, I guess, because it's a mixture of filmmaking and Lego, which is mm -hmm. the kind of uh, that cross section of hobbies is the stop motion realm or the brick filming realm. Yep. Uh, which we reside in and uh, yeah I guess we've been making videos for six years now and hopefully we can make videos for a lot longer but we'll see where our lives take us after yeah, so, yeah. Um, I love your new logo by the way I uh, saw that oh, thank you. last oh, yeah. night yeah uh, it looks really looks really sick actually um, I mean, I can't say thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't make it. This guy named Jay Cut Productions on Instagram made it. And he did a really good job. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, how'd you guys hook up? Do you, like you know each other, or he's like, I'm a big fan, or you're a big fan? Uh, he, he he just reached out to us on Instagram, um, and it was kind of one of those mutual, beneficial things where uh, he would make something for us, and we would give him a shout out, sort of thing. And I really liked his stuff, so I would. I was just willing to give him a shout out anyways, but he wanted to make our our uh, new logo, so I kind of gave him an idea, and he just ran with that and created this like really solid logo that we're both really loving. So we'll see. We might put it on a T-shirt or something. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it looks really sick. <laughs> um, yeah, thank uh, you. We know why you got into this because you know, like, as in. You love filmmaking and stop animation, uh, but you must have a lot of patience to do stop animation, because especially with Lego, because that would take you for ages. Yeah, like uh, there's been plenty of times where um, each project has taken us like maybe at least a month, or uh, I know in one case, like for me to make a video, like including pre-production, production, and then post. Uh, it took like the span of like seven months. So for like a seven minute video, 
Um, we do like live normal lives besides that, so it's not like twenty four seven just like animating for seven months. Because <laughs> if that was the case, I would not do it either. Um, <laughs> I think it's increased our patience, but also a lot of times we see a project and it's like, uh, do we have time for that? <laughs> it's all of our or most of our projects are very calculated. It's like, do we want to dive into this for a month straight and? Yeah, takes this much time to make something, but I would consider myself not a very patient person. Actually, I like the almost instant gratification that comes from stop motion, because you kind of you animate something and then you can watch it right away, uh, which uh, is kind of funny. And are you Matthew? Are you the um, the model or are you the model builder? Um, in the Lego in Your Life series, I guess I'm the model. <laughs> Not the fashion model, but <laughs> not a the fashion model. model. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a very. Uh, I don't envy anyone who has to work in the hand model industry, just because. Uh, on when we were working on the Fox project, the Brick Bowl twenty twenty um, project for the Lego Masters, I was working in the trades while filming this over like two months span, and every day I went to work and I was just afraid to wreck my hand. And I was just taking every precaution, like possible, not to wreck my hands because, like, I need my hands for this project because they have to look somewhat not mangled. So <laughs> I would be like hammering something very carefully because I was like, can't dent my hand or anything. <laughs> so I, yeah, don't envy any hand models that have to work in that industry. <laughs> so what are you? Are you a chippy? Uh, sorry, a chippy is a um, carpenter, or oh, uh, that's a cool name. I've never heard that. You heard Chippy? Uh, yep. No, never Chippy. heard that. I, I, I don't know what your name for plumber is, but I'm like a, an assistant. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing special for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been yeah. doing a bit of on the side. So. Okay, so you're good at digging holes. Yep, yep. That's what yeah. I do most of actually. <laughs> um. And Paul, what do you do with yourself? Are you studying or? Uh, I recently just came off uh, a mission year and I will probably be going back in the fall. Um, okay. But yeah, during high school, I helped uh, helped with like a bit of yard work and like a few odd jobs here and there. And then also like um, got a few jobs like filming high school football games. So kind of like, um, yeah, like my brother Matthew and I, we... Uh, went to like this film school in like grade 11 well I was in grade 10 he was in grade 12 and like yep. the teacher there kind of like got us connected with um this guy who was in charge of like the filming just to clarify it wasn't an actual film school it was like a media yeah. program in a high school <laughs> yeah yeah yep. it's, it's called... a New York film school <laughs> yeah we, we only yeah. went to the best <laughs> yeah did they cover stop motion in your course and so forth or was it? Um, not general? really. We actually the, the teacher got us to teach a little thing on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we were going to that, it was when our first video got big, or the first big video that we put out, we made in that class. Yeah. Just in our spare time, it was the Star Wars Lego Star Wars Christmas yeah. special, and that that Christmas when we released it, after about two weeks, it got up to like eight hundred thousand views. Just blew up and we're like whoa this is so cool yeah our our biggest video before that was like i think only fifty thousand 
only f- oh, yeah. only fifty thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It well, was a, a whopping fifty. Yeah, 000. like that that video when it reached five thousand, we were blown away. It's like whoa, but like it, it's hard to fathom the numbers yeah. That, yeah. of people who have seen the videos, and we kind of have to pinch ourselves every day and just be like, yeah. look at how many people have seen our videos. Like that is astounding we don't even have that many yeah. people in our country <laughs> like if if you cram like a hundred people into your room to show you a video on your phone like that's a lot of people in itself multiply that by like or just like take 13 million people it's like how could you get like that many people in yeah. one room to like imagine yeah it's insane Jeez, I'm, I'm happy to get 13 likes or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, 13 listens uh <laughs> Hey, you gotta start somewhere. Uh, well, that's our exactly. first views were, our first views were probably ourselves because we liked watching our own videos. You're like, and then someone says, "No, it it only counts for like once," or, or and you're like, "What? What?" Uh, um, what you say? So, um, where do you find the time to do this? Like, do you still live at home together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're still living at home. Yeah, uh, during this quarantine that a lot of people are experiencing right now we've had a lot more time to do stuff which funnily enough has made it harder to do things just (laughs) because you know you have to be like self-motivated and stuff and Mm -hmm. that can be hard at times so but i guess in the past we've kind of just set aside chunks of time or after work after school you know it's like i'm going to animate for two or three hours tonight yeah the thing yeah whenever we have free time i guess yeah Mm mm-hmm and with Lego in real life, you were filming in the kitchen. How'd your family react to that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, our family still needed to eat, and we didn't really have anywhere else, so we had to like hurry up each each time we filmed and like set up all the lights and like the camera and the computer. <laughs> and then when it was like almost lunchtime, we had to like take everything down, and then uh, yeah, clean up the kitchen to make it like look nice and pretty for. Um, yeah, just like making the stop motion, but <laughs> I'm yeah. glad it only lasted a week. <laughs> Three days of filming in the kitchen were enough to cause quite a few arguments. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they're like, just hurry up. You're like, get takeout, get takeout. <laughs> we're filming here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love how you guys have been doing behind the scenes stuff as well, because it's sort of... Oh, thanks. It um, it, like it does reveal some of the magic and the mystery, obviously, but I kind of like that, like uh, squishy brick, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's pretty cool, and I like how you bring um, Lego with uh, plasticine, uh, but that fork, you know, the fork going in, I was like, how how are they how are they doing that? And then I saw the behind the scenes and you ruined a few forks. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't your yeah. mums, were they? <laughs> no, no. No, I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, if I just grab a few forks from upstairs, I wonder if anyone will notice. I was like, no, I should go out and buy them. Yeah. So I ended up buying those for a different video um, that luckily had a bigger budget. So I was able to, I was like, I got to use these again at some point. So when I came up with the idea for Squishy Brick, I think I just like came up with it one day built the bricks and then i was like i'll just film this tomorrow so a lot of the projects that i do on my own uh this is matthew speaking our voices sound very similar yeah (laughs) um i'll kind of just like have an idea execute it 
and finish it quickly. Uh, yep. Whereas Paul will kind of plan over a long take period of time, time and take his time and come out with something amazing. <laughs> I'll kind of, I'll do it like quickly and be like, just uh, get it out. And then, yeah. So our styles differ quite a bit, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, Squishy Brick was fun. I mean, I spent like a total of four years um, building like this massive like claw machine, uh, just like build out of Lego that wasn't even for any stop motion project just because <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> and yeah, that, that didn't get as many views as like I was first envisioning, <laughs> like when I built it. But I'm glad I didn't build it for the views because, like, I I think that's like the best thing I've ever made. So <laughs> I was about to say that's a pretty sick build. Like, I've <laughs> I've seen it and I saw the like you know the making of it and whoa, yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, machinery in there, but also the uh, what do you call it? Uh, Mindstorm. Yeah, Mindstorms. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had much to do with like I've do technic and I do movement but I haven't I wasn't of age when Mindstorms was around when I was a kid um because yeah. our computers were as big as my room um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like Mindstorms that's a that's a whole different thing did that take you long to program it or um yeah it took me a while there's a lot of troubleshooting uh there's like probably like a year and a half like just to figure out the wires um for like all that movement in the machine where I was kind of just stumped and kind of like gave up for like a year and a half. And then finally I uh, mustered up the courage to uh, chip away at it again. Um, but yeah, like uh, Mindstorms, I like it wasn't too hard to program, but I think like there's like once where like I had the stream. It's like if I could use like Mindstorms to like automate like this stop motion project where you just press a button and it moves like the character or like uh, just like moves a whole bunch of stuff and all you have to do is press a button. <laughs> I guess it would take away the enjoyment, but it'd be cool just to watch that. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> that that would be sick, but you're basically working <laughs> yeah. in a computer then. <laughs> yeah, the stop motion omatic or something. I don't know. <laughs> Might as well animate their film at that point. <laughs> or just take a video of something moving. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my new stop motion. <laughs> People have made like Lego sorters out of Mindstorms. Yeah. That's something we need. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, I think it everyone needs one. half of our Lego collection to build, but it would at least... Sort the other half. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised someone... Well, I know they've obviously built them, but yeah, they would make a lot of money if they're like, we have now produced the uh, Lego sorter. If that became an official set, that would be crazy. Or the Lego vacuum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I got one of those in my house already. <laughs> yeah. sort them, but. <laughs> Puts them all in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> With the dust and everything else. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife says, she's like, oh, do you want to vacuum the, the study? Which is where I do all my Legoing. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to go through the ground first to see what has fallen. <laughs> yeah. We have to when we when we vacuum our room as well. It's a similar story. It's like oh, check if there's any Lego on the ground first. And then you hear that crunch, and it's like oh, I guess we lost a piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and where do you guys get your ideas? Like for um, 
doing your stop animation or is just like, nah, today I want to do Mr. Incredible doing this? Like, is it just sort of, <laughs> or do you storyboard it? You're like, let's, let's do this. Yeah, I think once we get an idea, we'll storyboard it and flesh it out a bit more. But we've gotten a lot of our ideas on our trampoline uh, just for, like, films, which I think is kind of... I think all, like, story writers should have, like, a trampoline or, like, that treadmill or something just because, like, gets the blood pumping. You're, like, you're kind of, you know, the endorphins moving and you're, like, you start thinking your brain's a little more active because it's pretty easy, like, to sit in front of a computer screen mm. and just get writer's block and be like, what should I make? Yeah. Um, I guess getting out there, just living life and letting the ideas come to you, I think, is my philosophy most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Also, like, taking things from your surroundings. Um, I know I watched uh, a movie once called uh, The Man Who Invented Christmas, like, about Charles Dickens. Okay. Um, and, yeah, uh, I definitely recommend it. Like, it shows his writing style for, like, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, just like seeing how he like takes stuff from his surroundings, like people's names that he meets. Kind of like that's the the goal that like I kind of want to achieve. It's like where my ordinary becomes like someone else's extraordinary in like a film. Because like a lot of times we try to like dream up these like grand ideas, but it's like well, as long as it's real, people are gonna like find. Uh, if you're passionate about it, people will be passionate mm-hmm. in it as well. Also becomes a relatable thing, doesn't it? Um, you know, they mm-hmm. can relate to it. As you said, with that uh, claw machine, took you four years to do and <laughs> you didn't yeah. get the traction. You know, something takes you less time, but is more relatable. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, what you just said is something kind of, this is a r- kind of a random tangent, but no, I go for that's it. one thing that the, the internet has made more like available and more people have become like aware of is that little things that you experience every day that you're like, oh, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, especially in like, I'm finding like meme culture and like <laughs> a lot of like stuff on YouTube, people will make videos about stuff and a lot more people relate to it than you'd expect. It's just like, yeah, I go through the same thing every day or like with like Lego in real life, I think it struck a chord pretty quickly because it was such a normal thing, but done in like a very, I guess, interesting way that people were like, this is like something that everyone could relate with, but it was... Yeah, like I said, just kind of done in a cool, like, Pez-style way. <laughs> As I'll, I'll give credit to him where credit is due. He was the one who inspired us for that. We got a lot of comments that were like, you stole from Pez, this is this is Pez's style, and stuff like that. And I, I like, wanted to respond secretly. was like, great artist. No, good artist borrow, great artist steal. <laughs> but, but it's like, we saw that video and we're like, man, that'd be like, it kind of got the ball rolling in our heads. Like, and Paul at the time was building a piece of bread out of Lego. Yeah. We're like, what if we'd like slice this and made the loaf like, like the, the like slice flop and, down. Like, yeah. Act like a bread. And we put like real sound effects and like, and then that kind of got the ball rolling and just kind of took off from there. So. Well, the very first thing about Lego in real life that kind of like sparked the idea was like, we had a whole bunch of these tan bricks and mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally when we have lots of pieces, we just like build a huge wall or like put them all together, see what it looks like. (laughs) And I did that with that, made like this big, like long, like plank out of like these tan pieces. And I was like, whoa, this looks like a legit plank of wood. Two by four. Ah. Yeah, like a two by four. So I was like, what if we made like a video where 
the wood was Lego and then all the tools were like real. So we actually had the idea for our third Lego in real life before we had an idea for the first one. So <laughs> it was kind of like we were waiting until we could achieve that like third one. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. And that one features <laughs> uh, the famous wooden duck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which we were not really as aware of as yeah. people point out. They're like, you guys did a really cool job because it's like, what, the 100th anniversary of like, I don't know what it was, but people thought it was really appropriate that we included it in it for some reason. Yeah. We're like, we just thought it looked cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like the, the model was designed like by JK Brickworks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we were actually able to get permission from him just yeah, to like to use it. Um, and I think that also helped him get a, like a bit of uh, a shout out as well. But uh, yeah, we didn't realize the symbolism behind it until we had made the video. It's like, oh yeah, this is like a wooden Lego duck. And like back in the old day, uh, the first sets out of Lego were wooden and it was like this duck. So yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy just how like people saw that, like, and we just made it without even knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Did it take you a while to do that particular one? Because, you know, painting the duck and everything like that looked like there was a fair whack of building in that. Um, it wasn't, uh, too, too hard. We, um, kind of built two separate models, um, yep. for the duck. We had like this mainly wooden one, um, and then the completed version. So near the end, we used the completed version and swapped out like the top most pieces like as tan and then painted them. Yep. And then, well, like using Lego animation. <laughs> and then uh, it's kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum where we had like the main wooden one and then like added like the color. So yeah, we kind of like got past the fact that like we didn't have to paint the whole entire duck whole thing mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> and and jk brickworks he's canadian as well is he yeah yeah, yeah he is from the capital of canada i think he's from ottawa yeah. ontario ah which is pretty love, cool yeah yeah i do like i think yeah yeah i think yeah he also was like one of those people who inspired me to do like the claw machine video so mm -hmm. His yeah. creations are so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been inspired by a lot of his creations. Um, I did a world turtle, like a big world turtle. Um, and it was the mechanics. Like, I'd wanted to do it for Yonks. But it was the mechanics that I'd been like a bit like, ah. And then I saw his world turtle and I went, oh, sweet. I could do a bigger version of that. Um, yeah, no, he's he's inspired a lot of people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, I saw that creation by J.K. Brickworks, yeah. Are there any other plans for uh, Lego in real life? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. We've got potential scripts written for uh, a continuing trilogy or like a saga, if you will. But uh, as of right now, we're not totally sure where all that's going. We're kind of in discussion about that. Um, but... It's, it's kind of one of those things that we both need to be around to make. And a lot of the stuff we've made in the past has been either one of us or, you know, one's busy doing something or one's doing the building, one person's doing the animating. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of waiting to see what happens with everything. If if this quarantine goes on for longer, we'll definitely be able to, <laughs> to work at least on one more. But 
there there might be something coming in the near future. I'll, I'll say <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, I'll go to something totally different, which isn't sort of, um, it's not your usual thing, but can paper cut fake Lego? Um, I saw that one the <laughs> other day. Um, who did that one and why? I, I Matthew, did that one. <laughs> Yeah. Why? Because I was riding a train <laughs> as I like would, I kind of had a better feel on the pulse of the what's trendy and stuff than Paul did. Paul kind of yeah. did his own thing and I was like, oh man, fidget spinners are in right now. Like, yeah. We should do something with that. And Paul's like, no, those are dumb. Yeah. It's a thousand degree knife or something. <laughs> so there's been many things that Paul has stopped me from doing which <laughs> turn into terrible ideas. But that was one of them that he wasn't around to stop me. Also. Oh yeah. I was like in the basement animating something else, I think. You're making the passion. No. Maybe. Oh yeah, you're making the passion of Christ thing. Oh, okay. I was like, I gotta make something. So <laughs> I got this brilliant idea to put paper onto the blade of like a what are those called? A grinder. Yeah. So spinning like three thousand RPMs with a piece of paper on it, and I was like cutting Lego upstairs or dupe. Uh, not Duplo. Uh, mega block. Mega blocks. Yeah. Our other brands. our mega constructs as they <laughs> rebranded, but so I was like chopping the heads off of minions and stuff like that. And Paul comes up and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm, like, I'm making a video. It's pretty sick. <laughs> so that was one of the terrible ideas I got away, and it took off. Like the video has half a million views. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? It was like, and the thumbnail for that video actually delivered because it was like actually in it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks like there was a lot of um, trepidation in some of the cutting. <laughs> you, like, you know, you could see you <laughs> yeah. putting it down. You're like, do not take my fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was afraid for my life. I was, yeah. And then since the paper blade was so thin, it eventually wore down. So you're like, it, you had like a really short blade by the end of it. Yeah. I just remember <laughs> seeing a whole bunch of down. like paper, paper like dust. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it lasted a fair while, but it did. It did on my other channel. I think the same night I made a different video, but I used <laughs> a DVD instead as the blade, like an old CD disc. Yeah, and that was even like sketchier. It was like more dangerous because it would like at certain speeds it would like wobble. Yeah, like wobbled at a certain frequency, and it actually worked to cut things pretty well. Um, <laughs> But then it like started cracking because it was tied on too tightly, and I was like, "All right, I'm done with this. It's gonna like shattered glass." Or something. I was about oh, to say so. safety goggles, safety glass. <laughs> I was wearing safety goggles, but I definitely was not taking all the precautions I should. <laughs> yeah, I think a CD would have went through your safety goggles. <laughs> you go downstairs. Oh no, my neck. Um, <laughs> neck, neck, my neck. <laughs> That's it. We're just doing stop motion from now on. Um, <laughs> We're not leaving the house. <laughs> um, and Paul, you did the Mr. Incredibles uh, video. How long did yeah. that take you? Oh, <laughs> and that was a single effort. Like Matthew wasn't there yeah. for that one. Yeah, so, like, um, uh, Matthew was, like, on his own mission year, I guess, uh, that year. So, like, I kind of um, was maintaining the channel by myself for, like, a year or two. And I was like, you know what? Like, I, I want to, like, recreate this scene. I don't know why I 
chose that scene probably because I'm like a huge fan of the Incredibles and like yeah. of trains in general. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna set out and do this. So I built like this massive set on like this white like foldable like picnic table, and like buildings like huge like out of Lego. And it took me like weeks just to build that one set. And uh, finally, when I was able to film the the first day that I was like set aside to film, I realized the camera didn't work anymore because <laughs> because the mini USB port stopped working. So the camera was perfectly good, On a except T five I. Yeah, so it couldn't work. Uh, like with our program on the computer so i had to buy a whole new camera uh just for that um and yeah so i mean we got an extra camera out of it but uh <laughs> yeah that that video took me like four months the but... new camera if anyone's wondering because this is our top question people ask us is what camera do we use the new camera paul got is the canon sl1 yeah and it's like it's one of the smallest DSLRs you can get. So it's pretty good for stop motion because you can get it into tighter spaces, kind of like a mm -hmm. webcam. <laughs> well, not that small, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet. And you guys have got a mm -hmm. decent camera collection now? or Yeah, we've been slowly building it up over time. Yeah. Like our first camera was our family's. <laughs> Point and shoot or not even. is it's like from the 90s. It's like a JVC uh camcorder and that's what we made our first movies on like on tape oh yeah and oh. then we moved to like a kodiak or not kodiak kodak kodak <laughs> a kodak uh like point and shoot camera and then a sony point and shoot and then yeah. eventually up to a nikon d3200 was our first uh dslr and then now we are using the sl1 so we're pretty happy with the sl1 like if we export out of dragon frame which is the stop motion program that we use yeah uh, we can get just under 5k out of that camera like 5k uh, footage or video because it's using the the camera's full megapixel quality on the pictures so it's like yeah a 16 megapixel picture is actually like 58 20 by something 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 those numbers are totally off but it's just under like 5k resolution so oh wow if you were to use a camera that took like 40 megapixel pictures and it had like yep. good dynamic range and everything you could get like 8k footage out of there pretty easily which at a certain point like it's kind of useless with that because it's like you, you can Overkill. just see all the dust yeah. and all the fingerprints on the lego like is that really what you want to see so, <laughs> yeah and and also the upload time of such a massive file oh yeah, yeah. it'd be bonkers, <laughs> so our computer can't even our computer can barely handle being turned on for a podcast <laughs> <laughs> let yeah. alone doing something like that so it's it's a pretty good computer like it's a asus gaming laptop but yeah kind of i think it's just at the top of the hill now it's starting to go down so Mm -hmm. we'll see yeah. how much longer it lasts we've got like three external hard drives uh, <laughs> attached to it idea. if any hard drive company is listening to this and they want to sponsor us for a backup hard drive please do <laughs> yeah. we've got like one that's like five terabytes and just like has a whole bunch of like videos on it yeah. Uh, and so you guys are obviously a fan of um, stop motion uh, do you have any favorite uh, stop motion uh, movies or even uh, shorts, like you know, mm. I like Sean the Sheep <laughs> and Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I, those are two of our favorites, I think, as well, for stop-motion movies, that is. Yeah. Chicken Run is a good one as well. Yeah, yes. that's also Ardman animation. Ardman animation, yeah. Yep. But uh, I know I know. growing up we watched Bob the Builder, and like <laughs> 10 years after that, when I found out it was made with stop-motion, I had a sudden appreciation for it again, just like the fact that it was stop-motion, and I didn't even recognize and it. And there, there's something as like a kid... I just remember being, like, enamored with how real it looked. And, like, I didn't understand the concept of filmmaking at the time. I was just, like, some stuff's moving on the screen. It's entertaining yeah. to look at. Yep. Um, but, like, that, like, pl- plasticine look and just, like, it just felt... Looking at it made me think, I can do that with my toys because it looks mm-hmm. like a toy. Like, it yeah. inspired me more to watch stop motion. So I, that's one of the things I think I've kind of forgotten about, but then... Yeah. Right now externally processing that. So so that, deeply that rooted. Yeah. Stop motion. And have you guys? Because I know you did in Squishy Brick. You did plasticine, but have you done any other plasticine, or you've just stuck with Lego? Not, mainly Lego. Yeah. yeah. Not a whole lot with plasticine. I think I just don't have the patience for that because I know <laughs> model making and stuff is not my forte or even model making in Lego is not my forte. Yeah. I mean, there's this one time where. Uh, like I was doing a project for like my grandparents, um, just like stop motion. And I decided to do like this, like little garden, like growing like video with like these popsicle sticks in like our garden in the backyard. So like stop motion outside. And other than that, I don't think I've really done anything besides Lego. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) Oh, I have animated a person before well oh yeah but for (laughs) this stuff this contest uh when paul was gone on his mission year i made with a couple friends a stop motion with a real person and we used a vehicle as well so it it was a manual so we were able to put it into neutral push it a little bit engage the e-brake push it a little bit engage the e-brake over and over again we took about like 60 to 70 pictures like that so we were in the middle of the road with my laptop, a camera sticking, looking into the car. And for the shot, it's called The Automated Life. It's on my personal YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, but our friend was there and he had to like look surprised as the car appeared to be driving itself. <laughs> and the shot in the final film is like two seconds, but it was like an hour and a half to two hours of work. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. The neighbors must have been thinking. <laughs> like, it's what like... Are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> there is a record but. button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's a gas pedal. Way, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> do you find that humans look a bit weird when they're stop motioned? Because, like, even when yeah. you guys are doing uh, Lego in real life, like, the human doesn't look human. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. You'll mm-hmm. look at it yeah, and you're like, like a oh. puppet, puppet. Yeah, it's sort of because like they resemble robotic movements. Yeah, because I was looking like Lego in real life. I'm just going to say that one, and mm-hmm. even your hand, like you know, when you're moving your hand, it looks, it looks sort of Does, plasticine. Do you know what I mean? It's I don't know what yeah. it is. It's, I think it's my hand staying in one spot and the blood stops flowing. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I know what you're saying though it's like 
the hands in one spot, we're used to seeing, you know, humans move in a fluid motion. So when we move in that, like I, as a puppet in those videos, am able, because I animate myself, I'm able to like, I'm kind of applying the principles of stop motion yeah. to my own body. So yep. like Paul, Paul will say, all right, click picture and then I'll move picture, picture. So I'll kind of apply like easing in, easing out weight and all this kind of stuff. So my body moves more like an animated character than like a real person. Mm -hmm. Cause you yeah. don't think about how to move your arm in real life. Like, yeah, so I'm adding, I guess more like a cartoony animation feel to my. Yes. Yeah. Cartoony. That's probably more the word I was looking for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, have you ever accidentally <laughs> Have you ever accidentally knocked over a camera or something like that <laughs> mid shoot? Uh, you're growing, like, yeah, like when we were younger, that was basically the main reason we changed shots in a film. It's change like the angle yeah. the <laughs> we only took two pictures last shot. It's fine. That's Let's okay. change shots. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much anymore. We use like a heavy duty tripod, so even yeah. if we knock it. We have onion skinning and dragon frame, so do the best to like put it back. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm, yeah. Onion skinning is where your last photo is overlaid on top of your current live view in like a lower opacity, so you can you can compare the last. It's like view. a ghost. Yeah. yeah, it's like a ghost of your last picture over. Sort of like it makes um, it really easy for comparing frames. Yeah. That famous uh, Walt Disney Mickey Mouse, where they flick the pages and you see the. Like yeah. Mickey Mouse, but it's that transparent sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go, yeah, listeners. Really cool. A visual cue. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, what are some of the challenges you guys have had? Like doing, um, like you know, what's your what's your biggest challenges? I was gonna say like probably like following through on projects. It's like mm -hmm. you get to a certain point in it, and it's like, all right, I'm in this deep. I just gotta finish it. Um, and you kind of get, you know, you hit certain points where it's like, is this even worth doing? Um, just cause like the longevity of these projects, you know, stop motion takes yeah. a long time. So you lose steam on it. Like after like a few weeks and it's like, okay, well, I mean, I gotta finish this otherwise. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Cause all this time was wasted. Yeah, patience, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think also just like finding the time, like, uh, uh, finding the time now, like as I get older, I'm finding that I'm getting less patient for it because yep. um, life is getting busier. I'm not just like a young homeschooler with a whole bunch of time on my hands. So just like being able to commit to like that demanding of a project um, is definitely a big challenge now. But yeah. <laughs> so are you guys homeschooled or were you homeschooled? Yep, we were yep. homeschooled. Uh, most of our school years, we yep. went to high school uh, for like a few programs. Like I went for a carpentry program. Uh, what was the word you used? Chippy. For? Chippy. Chippy. chippy? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Doing some chippy work. Some chip, chippy work. <laughs> and then uh, we both went to this media school program at a high school yep. pretty close to us. With actually uh, the guy who taught that class, he um, is a local guy from our city, but he went down a couple of years ago to shoot a film in the States, uh, the United States, um, 
and he kind of made like a million dollar budget film, which is pretty sweet. So he was just teaching this high school class, and we're like, "Wow, he's like a real filmmaker." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and he had a friend that was like a like a second assistant director or something for like these Hollywood films, and it was just like we met him, and it was like the guy's name was like Kenny Chaplin, and yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. cool meeting, like, people from the industry yeah. and, like, you know, kind of getting out of the house, like, with homeschooling, you're at home a lot and, like, not saying we never got out, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting out of the basement, seeing the light of the day for the first time. Yeah, like, that's because stop motion, you can't have any natural light, yeah. otherwise you'll have, like, a whole bunch of light flicker, so yeah. we can say, like, we have been living in our parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to figure out that white t-shirts were causing flicker as well? Yeah, I think, like, what we learned first was to do all these measures to stop light flicker, because that was, like, mm-hmm. our number one enemy. Yeah. Um, and once we achieved a certain amount of, like, precautions with it, I've kind of started stepping back further and further and be like, oh, I can actually wear a different colored t-shirt and not get any problems, as long as I'm standing far enough back. Like the other day I was animating with a bright yellow shirt and wasn't having any issues with light flicker. And I was like, okay, because all the lights are pointed at the set and such. But if you're starting out, you kind of want to eliminate every possible um, reason for light flicker because it's most likely, yeah, I guess, one of those things. So you can kind of do like trial and error, troubleshooting, (laughs) which one. I kind of forgot about that problem. Like, we haven't had it, like, that big, like, for a few years now. So, like, I know uh, when we started out, that was, like, uh, just, like, so annoying, just, like, flipping between pictures. It's like, why is there such a huge light difference? (laughs) And then occasionally, like, try to fix it in post. It's like, okay, brighten this frame, lower that frame. Just, like, (laughs) I did that for, like, a few, and I was like, this is not worth it. (laughs) We were yes. using, I think when we were having a lot of the problems was with a Nikon camera and they have this special feature on them where the the shutter on the inside of the camera will actually close and open, but it won't open to the exact width that it was before or whatever. Yep. And there's like a special button to turn that off. Um, and I'd seen that like Pez was a big advocate of Nikon and I was like, why does he use Nikon? Like everyone else, like dragon friend anyone at Ardman animations or leica would say you use a canon body with old nikor lenses yeah um, but discovering that little feature there's a special little button that you got to press so i guess we just didn't figure that out we ended <laughs> up just going with the canon camera and haven't really looked back since so oh sweet well yeah once you find a camera you're like satisfied with as well you know it's like a mic yeah you just yeah exactly Mm-hmm. Um, what what microphone are you using out of curiosity well I differ between a few different ones but the one I'm using at the moment is a slate digital audio mic so ba- cool. Never heard plug of it. <laughs> um, but basically it's a really flat mic and then you can put a plug in over it to make it sound like any other mic because oh, cool. the mic itself and the um, and the amp for it are just totally flat. It's a uh, condenser microphone. And so, yeah, basically you can make it sound like a $12,000 mic where it's actually a Whoa. $700 wow. <laughs> mic. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, your, your end sounds really good. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Plus your voice as well. I think I just helped. Yeah. <laughs> Got the podcast voice. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Everyone used to say the... Um, uh, what is it? Yeah, they're like, oh, you got a face and a voice for radio. It's like, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> is that and, a compliment? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, <laughs> nowadays, probably, yes, because there's a lot yeah. of pretty people on the radio for some reason. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, this is a question I sort of ask everyone. Do you guys have any, like, what's your fondest memory of Lego? Like, do you have a fondest memory? Or? We we have a, quite a large collection of Duplos. This isn't technically Lego, but eh, well, that aside, maybe yeah. by the same company. We yep. used to make these giant, um, these giant like pyramid <laughs> ships out of them. Yeah, and <laughs> we would like have battles with them, and like we would, Paul would take his side and build his. Little I totally ship, forgot about this. And I mine, and we would just chuck them at each other, and like they would explode, shatter pieces everywhere. And we just kept, we'd build it yeah. back up and do this. And we ended up making this big, big Duplo man that was like three feet we tall. We called him Jim, Jim Bob. Bob. <laughs> and we took him to the top of our stairs. And like, this is kind of when I was like getting into filmmaking and I was just picking up the camera and filming everything and anything. And we kind of made these little stories of these little like vlogs when we were like seven, eight or nine. And we would like drop him from the stairs, like <laughs> kind of narrate it and be yeah. like, whoa, that's so crazy. <laughs> and then we like built his house and like threw that down as well. Like yeah. built we this tower. Perse- persecuted Jim Bob or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to any Jim Bobs listening to this podcast. <laughs> I think that's probably like my favorite memory of like us two building together. Yeah. My yep. fond memory of Lego itself would be when our friend came over and kind of mm-hmm. showed us. He's like, you can... Like these pieces that you have, you don't need a Star Wars set to build Star Wars Lego. Yeah. You can just use your imagination and build a ship. And we were like, what? Build outside the box. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah build outside the box. Pun intended. <laughs> and what did you build? <laughs> uh, we built these really lame spaceships. They were like completely square. Like chunky. <laughs> chunky, just like ugly looking, but it was like, it just it, opened it up. It was we, Star Wars. Yeah, we yeah. had this like really ba- basic piece. It was actually a Mega Bloks piece. Now that I think of it, but we used it <laughs> to build like our own Republic gunship from Star Wars. Yeah, and that like it just opened a world of possibilities. Mm-hmm. We started making like little brick films with it, and uh, we started getting Lego Star Wars sets. Out yeah, of that. that that helped. But I, I think that also kind of limited our creativity after we started getting like the real sets of like each theme, because um, mm-hmm. then it was just like, oh, we've got these to so, like. We kind of stuck to the themes we owned again, but yep. yeah, yeah. Do, do you f- all of our Legos? <laughs> start over. <laughs> um, Next video with the the grinder and the the Lego paper. <laughs> um, do you? Um, I talk to a lot of people about like. Because a lot of people say, oh, building for me is therapeutic. Like, you know, I love building the sets and following the instructions. It's therapeutic. For me, it's not. I actually get really stressed and anxious when I follow the books. Because I'm like, oh, 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 I always miss something. I love destroying it and then building from my imagination. So that's my therapy is when I'm actually building from nothing at all. Do you guys find it relaxing to Uh, build from instructions? I think... I. 
Yeah, I think I would say I find it relaxing to build from instructions, but I definitely can like relate with you like that there's like a certain anxiety that comes upon me, but I think it's just like and what comes over me is like this excitement to build it and then like kind of like uh slap anybody's like hands that like try to like build like a little part like ahead of me or something. It's, it's crazy when you build yeah. it like it's like it's people are touching pieces like this is cool. It's like don't touch that. <laughs> but precious. Yeah. But like I think the the coolest part about a Lego set is like when you open the box and all the pieces are still in the bags, like before you open that. Like yep. that's that's the part I enjoy the most. And then like opening it and like building the minifigures first. But yeah, I usually after we take apart a, a set, it's kinda like we organize it and don't really play with just the pieces from that set. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, organization. Do you Organized by, okay. When I say color, I mean like as in um, all your plates are organized in a color, like you know blue, green, red, blah blah blah. And then like this is how I do it. And then all my other parts, all the smaller parts, are just like you know that's a part. It goes in this box. Do you, how do you guys organize? Uh, we organize by type, so we don't yep. do any color organization. But like all of our uh, skinny smooth tiles are together all of our uh, round plates are together and because we have quite a bit of drawers that we use we have we're able to limit it down pretty specifically to certain types of pieces yep. but there's some drawers that it's like this certain type of piece so there's like a bunch of rods in one um, and you know axles and stuff like that so it's nailed down pretty well and we both are pretty aware of where the pieces are so when we organize we're able mm -hmm. to work pretty quickly as a team and just kind of put them into piles, organize them. I'd say like that's one of the more frustrating parts for me is like <laughs> when I build something, I kind of know I have to organize it afterwards. Yeah, It's like, oh, it's going to take a long time. But then once you get past that little hump, you just like, it's so nice having everything organized because like, I need this piece, boom, right there. Yeah. Whereas before, we had them in these big, long, like under the bed totes. Yeah. And it was just... <laughs> You're looking for like 20, 30, 40 minutes for a certain piece. And you don't even know if that piece will look good on your creation. Yeah, like, oh, will this even work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whereas with this, it's just like, boom, try that piece. Doesn't work. Okay, try a different piece. You know? It's, yeah. It's yeah, one of my cool, friends, so. he's got like a big yeah, so. bag and he opens the bag and he goes through it. And I'm like, oh. what, are you, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, but I can build and then just put it away back in the bag and I'm laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but okay. I have to organize it, but I've got stickers and I know where everything is. <laughs> and... Yeah, there's different personality types. I think like in yeah. a certain way. So <laughs> I think if I was like, if Paul and I were to ever like split up our like uh, Lego collection, <laughs> hopefully that will never happen. But if it does, yeah. Um, you know, divorce situation. <laughs> Not divorce. <laughs> Can't really have a divorce of brothers, but... <laughs> if one of us moves across country or across the world or dies yeah. or something, uh, <laughs> I think... Well, if you died, I think I would get the rest of the leg. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll Go see your sister. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to bury it with you. <laughs> if I were to organize my Lego a certain way, I think I would organize by, like, color, just for quickness. Yep. And... As much as, like, that pains me to say that, it, like, I don't know, I, I feel like 
you're just looking at a drawer full of blue bricks. And it's like, that's inspiring. You just build something out of that. Yeah, well... I'd be um, willing to try that. If it didn't work, I'd definitely go back to what we're doing. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a mix. So basically all my plates, so like as in the, um, you know, two by four and, you know, one by sixes, they're all mm -hmm. in a drawer, but they're all color coded. So like as in I'll have black, green, blue, and same with my bricks. They're all in colors, but parts like you guys all together because... You would have to have a mansion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like in the one drawer per piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like, after doing our last few animations, we just worked on this pretty big commission animation for actually the, the missionary organization that we both did. Uh, well, I did two years of mission work and Paul did one year. Uh, made two big and or one big animation so we had all these pieces left over from the claw machine that paul pulled yeah. apart and yep. from the all 52 pounds of lego so <laughs> brick bowl 2020 which i had to order i had to order 800 two by fours green two by four bricks um so i depleted someone's brick link store <laughs> and yeah there's a few pieces that we have just like an insane amount of that certain type of piece yeah. so like green two by fours it's like if, <laughs> if you start seeing in our animations like green two by fours show up everywhere it's like we gotta use these bricks somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so our organizational zone i guess is growing too small and we're having to put bricks under our yeah. bed so it's all in our bedrooms so like it's kind of like spreading along the wall like there's more shelves that we like start installing and like the headroom is kind of getting more limited. I wanted to get the UCS Millennium Falcon at a certain point and hang it on the wall. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to wake up every morning and bump my head on that. <laughs> yeah. so. um, that's a massive set as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. so cool. I still want to get it. <laughs> Um, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. Do you want to uh, plug your socials before we uh, wrap this up? Sure. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on Patreon, YouTube, obviously. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> How's that um, going? <laughs> uh, it's going surprisingly well. One of our videos has kind of exploded just randomly. Our friends like, you should got, you guys should start a TikTok. I was like, okay. So I uploaded this video. It got like 13, 15 million views. I was like, what? <laughs> we're on TikTok. Uh, yep. And where else i think that's it yeah Those oh wait really what about twitter you said twitter right? twitter yeah twitter uh yeah yeah <laughs> our most active ones are our instagram and youtube probably yeah yeah instagram is quite an easy one to to stay on top of like twitter i'm trying my hand at that and i've got like 13 followers but instagram people are actually you know especially for lego people are like yay yeah there's mm. a big community for lego on instagram it's cool uh it was a pleasure chatting with you guys the pleasure was ours it was uh it was really cool being interviewed by you and thanks for reaching out to yeah. us yeah thank you greg yeah. yeah no thank you well that's it for another episode of for the love of brick if you liked this or any of our episodes, please don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcast. Also, if you'd like to find out what we're up to, who we've got coming up, 
or what I've been building, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and remember to keep building.